Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. A new remix of a Kanye West song featuring DJ Khaled, Kanye West, and none other than Eminem is getting a lot of Christians wondering if Eminem has repented and actually come to Christ. So with me today to discuss this, I mean, this is really important to be able to talk about because we're talking about the salvation of someone who has claimed to sell their soul None other than the president. He hasn't sold his soul, but uh, we are having here to talk we're th- about, about this subject. To, yeah. But we're going to be talking here with the president, and founder of Good Fight Ministries, and pastor of Blessed Hope Chapel in Simi Valley, California. Pastor Joe Schimmel. That's okay. We had an elder one time say, "Hey, you guys, got to check out the video. If you haven't checked it out, it's called We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll." You go, "No, it's not called We Sold Our Souls for Rock and Roll." That's by the way the name of one of the Black Sabbath albums. We sold our souls for rock and roll. Yeah, that's exactly right. But uh, it's interesting because uh, this is a big deal because we show how our faith and the Word of God intersects with what's going on in contemporary culture. The Word of God is living; it's alive. It speaks to the times. Uh, and uh, that this album, by the way, has been number one on uh, iTunes downloaded. So uh, this it's huge, and this song has gotten the most uh, Twitter responses that you said. And Eminem's claiming to be a Christian very clearly in this song. And, and uh, we went through this not too long ago with Kanye West, you know, and we told people, you know, take a breath. You know, a lot of people were saying, hey, you know, praise God, he's a believer. And we said, hey, be careful, you know, watch, watch and see. And a lot of his true colors have shown, sadly. Um, but, you know, same thing. I mean, we're going we're gonna to get into this, but it's very, very important to deal with. Yeah, it is really important to deal with because these are questions. I'll tell you, as soon as this song came out, we got emails, we got questions, we had people writing to us on our Facebook page and whatnot, and immediately people were saying, hey, what do we say to this? I mean, this is what's going on. What do we say when Kanye West came out with Jesus is King? What do we say when Snoop Dogg came out with a gospel album? What do we say over and over again when we hear of these things and we say, well, you know, as Joe mentioned, hey, let's make sure we... We cool it here and we actually take a look. Let's let some fruit happen and so forth. But when it comes to this, and for you guys who don't know, the song that actually came out is a remix of a song that was featured on the Jesus is King album by Kanye West, and it was Use This Gospel. And that song was fairly popular when it came out, and a lot of people were really excited about that. That album, the whole album, and, and so forth, a lot of people were wearing the paraphernalia, really excited about it. And then it seemed like Kanye West, who started out at that time, he was going to the Placerita Bible Church right here, I think Pastor Adam Tyson, um, where he said he was going to expository preaching uh, that style of church that exposits the Word of God and so forth. And then next thing you know, he was teaming up with Joel Osteen. And then next thing you know, he's smoking weed and talking about doctrines from the black Hebrew Israelites and so forth. And you're like, And he's doing songs with other rappers who are incredibly wicked and profane. Yeah, Lil Nas X. Unfortunately, the pastor at that church, I'm sure he meant well, but he encouraged him. Because Kanye actually 
who knows where his heart was totally at because at first he was like I wanted to, he wanted to totally drop all his secular music and just you know do a 180 he said he, it was from the devil said it. Yeah, yeah he said it was from the devil and everything and he knew it was from the devil and he said confess as much we've been warning that about that for years and uh, the pastor encouraged him oh you don't have to give up you know doing rap music it's just a genre and I think that helped slide him back into that I don't think the pastor intended that but we've got to be careful to uh, especially when someone comes out of something really dark uh, to be careful how we counsel them because they can get right back into the darkness. Yeah, it is It is really important for us to to really grasp that and understand that. And one of the things, it's interesting, Joe, because I think this this came up. I was recently studying the early church and baptism. One of the things I know we do when people are baptized is something that the early church would do, and that was specifically that they would speak out against the darkness, yeah. that they would no longer be a part of the wickedness of the enemy. They'd known me un- no longer be under the dominion of darkness. And that was actually part of the early church's baptism, uh, yeah. actually. That was well, we renounced. baptisms. And, yep. uh, we do them every year, you know, especially in the summertime. A few times That's you one see, of the things yeah. they repeat, you know. I'll say, hey, you know, we'll bring them into a creed, and I renounce the works of darkness and mm-hmm. turn from them, and they'll confess that and uh, making a break with Satan's kingdom. Yeah, I think that's a huge part of that Colossians 1, uh, yeah. as it mentions, you know, leaving that dominion of darkness and then you're now in this dominion of the marvelous Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, translating the kingdom of the dear Son. Amen. And it's beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful transaction that takes place when we're bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we also yeah. wanted to bring this up before we get into some of the nitty-gritty because we do want to go through some of the lyrics so you guys can see what we're talking about, but then also some of the fruit that came before and what going forward would need, would need to take place, uh, the fruit that needs to be seen and take place before, I mean, anything would happen but but nonetheless we wanted to let you guys know that wow joe in just a couple hours and i've seen some people already have seen it because for anyone who's on patreon at the silver level or above anyone on the patreon we actually have released part two and i have it here in my hands you guys are probably seeing it up on the screen now but i have it here in my hands marvel and dc's war on god dr strange a lester crowley and the multiverse of satanism and guys, I want to bring this up because we just had a showing last Friday at our church. I I could not tell you. Everyone that was there was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting this. And, and Joe, I know for me personally, I've seen it now four times. And still, each time, I'm like, man, if I thought I was just watching a video about Marvel, I would be dead wrong. If I didn't, I mean, if oh, you're just watching a movie about how Marvel's wicked. No, it's not just that. It's like, wow, the documentation on who Lester Crowley is, some of the people that have followed him. We get so deep, Joe, specifically in this video on Scientology that I don't care if you've watched Going Clear or any of those other documentaries. The stuff that is brought out into display in this video, just on Scientology alone, is worth the price of admission. Goes beyond Going Clear. Yeah, <laughs> it, it shows does. how it all ties yeah. together. As one big satanic movement. It goes clear on to Jesus in our DVD. And people, you know, yeah. praise God. We were, it, The video, our first one, was very highly acclaimed. Uh, and a lot of people thought, how are they going to beat that? And a lot of people like part two even better than part one. You know? I, know. I feel guilty, but I would say I'm in that camp too. But And I loved part one. You know no, I did. They're, they're but, both awesome in their own way. But, but yeah. And, and and some of this comes from my background. Coming to the Lord after watching They Sold Their Souls to Rock and Roll, seeing some of the wickedness of Aleister Crowley in the music. Then to see it, Joe, I mean, to have it more openly, I mean, when it comes to with some of these, you know, writers and so forth and some of the characters and all of this, 
It was like, how could you be more open than, you know, the Beatles saying their entire philosophy, John Lennon saying their entire philosophy was do what thou wilt. From Crowley. Right, from Crowley. How could you get more open than buying a house on Loch Ness? You know, well, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, like Jimmy Page like and Led Zeppelin. Well, I don't know, maybe actually practicing his magic and then teaching others to practice his magic. Which in part one, we show basically Robert Downey Jr. practicing Crowley's magic, or at least citing when he's referencing the kind of magic he did to get the part of Iron Man. Uh, Crowley had a little brother. I was the blank, you know. So part one's really, really crazy. But part two, we literally show. That's why you'll see the, uh, you know, picture that Tony did in the front or the uh, art he did. It's half Doctor Strange and half Aleister Crowley because we show, we prove beyond a shadow of doubt that Doctor Strange is based on Satanist Aleister Crowley. He's basically an animation of of Satanist Aleister Crowley, and we show that. And we even show one of the main uh, guys who did, uh, you know, Doctor Strange in the seventies and. I mean, he revamped DC and much of uh, uh, Marvel in the 70s and 80s more than anybody else, uh, Stephen Engelhart. And he was a member of the OTO, follower of Crowley's uh, teachings. And we show him being interviewed, played a clip of that, uh, I think last week. I don't know if we played a clip of that. Maybe we did. I think we did. But basically, he was working Crowley's stuff into uh, Doctor Strange. But long before he came around, we show with Stanley going way back into 61 and so forth. The first incarnation of Doctor Strange. I mean, he's made to look like Aleister Crowley. He has the same origin story, very similar to Aleister Crowley. It's just crazy, you guys. But it goes into WandaVision and the popular sh- shows out there now uh, through Disney and Marvel. And it all ties together how this is just a multiverse, as we pointed out, of Satanism. And I use that title because it was a multiverse of madness. But we're saying, hey, this is a multiverse of Satanism because it affects so many different facets of the popular entertainment world and religion with regard to Scientology and so forth. But if you have not seen this thing, man, uh, you know, there's Marvel's the biggest influence regarding entertainment besides movie, besides music, or right along with music. Uh, Movies-wise, it's, it's Marvel. And we've got the goods. We're showing something that so much the world's into. Everybody you know almost, probably to one degree or another, or their kids. Uh, and if they were aware of what's going on, uh, they'd either come to Christ or they would, if they're in Christ, they would turn from it or they'd have to put their head back in the sand and just ignore the truth, you know? Yeah, it was sweet. I had one of the young men who comes to the youth group here. A uh, little young, he just started coming about, I don't know, about two months ago. He just started coming to the youth group, and he came Friday night, and he's like, I'm never watching any of those things ever again, you know? And it was, like, so Praise cool God. just to hear that from a young Hallelujah, man seeing man. it Amen. and saying, you know what, I don't want anything to That's do with this stuff. That's hard to do for those guys at that age, you know? It is. And it we is. had a praise report Sunday morning. Uh, Eric Poro, you know, we give, you know, sometimes I'll ask for praise reports before I preach on Sunday morning. And uh, Eric, he's been in the fellowship for a long time, fireman in the church. Uh, well, he's a fireman. We're all firemen, but he's a <laughs> fire fireman. And uh, he raised his hand. He's praising God because a friend that he brought uh, said that after seeing the movie, they changed their Sunday school curriculum from being Marvel-based with all the superheroes promoting, which in- integrated with the Bible somehow, and they went more biblical. I think they use Answers in Genesis now from Ken Ham. He said they just switched. I was like, praise God. Somebody saw it. They came, and they're like, wait. And that person obviously has influence in the church he's at, and they changed their curriculum because they're saying this is diabolical. When you really, really, we're talking about wicked writers with you know diabolical designs that are working behind the scenes, influencing you know these movies and these comics, and it's undeniable. You know? Yeah, and and guys, this is why it's important, and this is how this relates not only to this our our new video that's going to be released tomorrow to everyone and to anyone right now. And by the way, if you're a Patreon right now at the silver above level. Uh, make sure you're going and watching it. It's available to you right now. You can go over to Patreon, or if you're not, you're like, I can't wait till tomorrow. I just want to support you guys through Patreon, 
and get a chance to watch it. You can do that right now. But the rest of you guys, you can wait until tomorrow and you can get it at MarvelDCExposed.com. That's MarvelDCExposed.com. You guys can get it there. But Or just GoodFight.org. Yeah, GoodFight.org. You have to do a little searching on there, but you'll find it there as well. But nonetheless, when it comes to this, Joe, this all relates back because that's the interesting thing, whether we're talking about Marvel or whether we're talking about music or movies or novels or whatever it may be. We see over and over again Satan's fingerprint. You know, we've seen it in the pornography industry. If you guys haven't seen our our entire series, Satan's Sex Scheme, right here on this YouTube channel, you can check that out as well. But also, when it comes to all of this, you see the enemy's hand in it all. Because, you know, the first two commandments are against idolatry. Forming gods in their own image, understanding that God is our the only true God, and not having any gods before you, not forming a God in any image, including your own, and so forth. And you see that Satan automatically gets people to get their eyes off of Jesus and worship something else. And when it comes to specifically dealing with Eminem and this new song, a lot of people are really excited by what they've seen in this. And I'm going to read from the lyrics so you guys can see what we're talking about. As we mentioned earlier in the show, this comes from a remix on an album that is just coming out with DJ Khaled that is called God Did. And then this song is called Use This Gospel, which comes originally, I'm sure you heard it from Kanye West. And this is Kanye West is still featured on this song as well. But originally heard this on Kanye West on his album, Jesus is King. But I'm just going to read from the lyrics specific to Eminem. And you guys can uh, read along here. We got a graph you guys to check out. It says, I'm holding on, yeah, but I don't know if I can take it much longer. Today's the day that I put all of my trust and faith in you, Father. Please let this hate make me stronger, for they turn on me like a zombie. It's like I'm being strangled unconscious. Yeah, when temptation is almost like Satan is making you try and take you away from your daughters, dangling a bunch of painkillers on you, waving them in your face, and the watch them come in extra strength, and that's why they make them in rectangular objects, because that's the shape of a coffin. Though it ain't medication this time, but the devil's egging me on, and I ain't going to let him break me because I'm a soldier. You can bank on that promise like the Chamber of Commerce. I'm not much of a rapper, guys. I'm so sorry, but I'll keep trying here. So my Savior, I call on the re- uh, to rescue me from these depths of despair so these demons better step like a stair. Because he is my shepherd, I'm armed with Jesus. My weapon is prayer. Soon as I squeeze it, I'm blessed like sneezes. Call me Jesus. I'm effed in the head. Maybe I'm bonkers. Regardless, never claim to be flawless. Long as the mistakes I've acknowledged, y'all wish I would say something positive. Well, okay, then I'm positive. They'd rather trade weather with Mayweather because they would fare way better than them odds than they would exchanging some bars or trading any bars with Shady and probably is painfully obvious to compare godliness to an atheist but I got them audiences raving. Woo, and amidst my squabbles, I got some awesome inspiration to drop them off them. Pen and paper, I'm knocking them off. Woke up on stage at a concert. Whole place looked like a mosh pit. Bible at my side like a rifle with a God-given gift. Every single day, I thank God, for that's why I pay so much homage. Praises to Jesus, I'll always. Now, Joe, I would say a couple of things. Uh, One, the uh, putting in the F in my head thing there. Obviously, that puts a little cursing of leaven into the bunch here. But a lot of this stuff uh, is, I mean, 
It's hard for me. I'm not the biggest uh, rap fan. I never was, even as a, a, a non-believer. But, but nonetheless, just trying to grasp what he's saying here, it's kind of all over the place. But I guess if you know they said, hey, this is a Christian rapper, here's a song outside of the effed in your head thing, you could see that someone seems to be talking about God and seems to be talking about Satan. But I don't know if he's just talking about Satan in the way that it's just drugs as a representation of Satan, where people use that as well, not realizing because they aren't sober and vigilant, their adversary, the devil, is the one prowling around, that the the drunkenness or the drugs are not the devil, but he that's what he uses. But nonetheless, Joe, I mean, that's a lot of stuff to go through, but uh, there's that's the lyrics for you. Yeah, and whether he uses uh, Satan metaphorically or not, I don't think he probably is there. Uh, we know from a lot of his songs, when he talks about doing deals with Satan, being possessed by demons and so forth. Uh, he's talking about real, oftentimes he's talking or at least alluding to some real encounters. Uh, it's interesting because uh, this is not new to Eminem, you know. Eminem has done this, you know, same old song and dance, same old tune uh, in his first album that he ever came out with called Infinity. He professed faith, uh, but his other lyrics, you know, other songs, you know, totally contradicted uh, what he was he was talking about. Uh, in fact, this is from his song. This is from uh, his album entitled, I'm sorry, uh, Infinite. And he, he, he states this. This is, I think, way back. You're talking about, you know, 96 or so. But in the midst of this insanity, his very first album, I found my Christianity through God. And there's a wish he granted to me. Uh, he raps this, you know. It's okay. He showed me how to cope with the stress and, and hope and, uh, for the best instead of mope depressed and so forth in fact according to rapzilla you know the artist you know they say who calls himself the rap god uh you know he prays in the 2000s in the early 2000s and different times he'd pray before his concerts but then he'd go out there and according to rapzilla then he'd go on and rap some of the most profane hip-hop of all time i mean with the most profane language the most profane and grotesque stories uh He's a rapper that got his reputation because he became more perverse than the other rappers. Let's keep that in mind. And uh, he doesn't seem to have changed his tune because he still, you know, uses language like a sailor. And there's a lot of things we need to consider with this. In fact, let's also keep in mind that has he come out, Chad, and said, you know what, I repent, you know. The Bible says, you know, uh, to the Pharisees who claim to be following God. And John the Baptist checked them and said, Bring forth fruit in keeping with repentance. Bring forth fruit in keeping with repentance. And he says the axe is already laid to the root of the tree. And he talked about how they'd be cast into hell unless it was true uh, repentance. And then in Luke, you know, when you go to the early chapters of Luke, after Jesus, or John the Baptist preaches repentance, they, they ask him basically, what does that look like? And, and, you know, we teach and we believe the Bible teaches that repentance is, is the two sides of the coin of conversion. It's uh, uh, the Bible talks about uh, repent and believe over and over again. So it's part of part of faith in a way. And repentance is the, the turning from wickedness in your heart, uh, away from wickedness, away from sin, to God to place your faith in Christ. And uh, it's an act of uh, the, the heart and the will and the mind. It's a decision you make. And the works that you do are not repentance. Those are the fruit of repentance. Uh, you see, the, that's, the, that's the outcome. It's like faith without works is dead. You're not saved by works, but you're saved by grace through faith. And repentant faith is is to turn from evil and put your trust in Jesus. And uh, if we're seeing him doing that, uh, we'd likely see him repudiate all the wicked, perverse stuff that he's done and turn away from the perverse things he's doing right now. In fact, some of the lyrics he's saying in the past is he's glorifying Columbine. 
in his uh, song, I'm Back, uh, in, in his Marshall Mathers LP. I take seven kids from Columbine and stand them all in line and add an AK-47 revolver, a 9, a Mac 11, and uh, this ought to solve this problem of mine. And that's the whole school of bullies. Shut up all at one time because I'm shady. And in his song, Marshall Mathers, which is his real name, he sings, I think I was put here to destroy your little four-year-old boy or girl. And, you know, yeah, he didn't probably shoot up a school ever. You know, he didn't, you know. But guess what? He's wiped out far more than the kids that were killed at Columbine. He's led them into drugs, into sexual perversion, into uh, godlessness, into the occult uh, by, if not the millions, by the hundreds of thousands uh, because he's been the soundtrack, the theme of so many people's lives. And I think it's important that we, we understand how dark this is. And Chad, I'll give you a couple examples of some of his lyrics, right? Uh, he says, I'm possessed by evil demons that torture me while I'm sleeping. I keep dreaming of, of death and I'm hearing people screaming. The devil's spirit's trapped inside of me and I want it out. And I'm on a couch bleeding to death in, in a haunted house with both the wrists slit. I'm lifted up in the air and suspended in animation like someone's holding me there. I got silent. Then all these voices said, come, follow me into the pits of hell. And I know we're going to show some of our clips from the live presentation. I do. We don't show this whole thing to you. That's why I wanted to read the whole thing because we're going to show you little tiny clips because we can't show you the whole thing uh, because we'll get dinged, but we're going to show you little clips along these lines. So I want to let you know when uh, we're quoting a line, we're not taking them out of context. That's why I give you the body of part of that song. So you'll see it gets he gets really dark. He glorifies the occult possession over and over again. Yeah, you know, in fact, let's actually play uh, the clip. Uh, this kind of mashes up a few songs because, as Joe mentioned, we don't want to get our video taken down, but we want to give you guys a good understanding of some of the things that he has rapped in the past. If I can go back, I never would have rapped. I sold my soul to the devil, I'll never get it back. But I kept priming and step right in the next cipher. Best believe somebody's paying the Pied Piper. In the dark, shall emerge from the fiery depths of hell. In the shadows of all who are willing to sell their souls for this rap game. So it's night before I sleep, I look in the mirror. The mirror grows lips and it whispers, come nearer. It's mirror. I'm not in the mirror, I'm inside you. Let me guide you. You die, you son of a Soldier, soul the me, need I remind you? You remember that night you pray to God you give anything to get a record deal? Well, Dre signed you. Look at this house, look at these cars, they're so nice. Ooh. Oh, but you didn't know thing has a price too. Who's your best friend from high school? Your wife too? Ain't even sure if your kids like you. But together we can break the cycle. Marshall, Why? no one's gonna love you like I do. Wow, I mean, Joe and. This actually was only a minute in the presentation, and you've already quoted part of the uh, one of the parts that's not even in that. In the presentation, we kind of you marshal together, no pun there intended. You marshal <laughs> together a number of different quotes, yeah, about and ten from ten different. And songs, I've been so. blessed enough to give the presentation as well, and I remember just preparing for it and like, wow, so many songs. This idea, and even mentions, oh, you prayed to God to have this success, but then Dre signed you, and then now I live inside of you. And so forth. There's songs where he talks about the monsters under his bed, him and Rihanna singing together. Yeah. I mean, it's just over and over again. And I think even before before we we go any further, a lot of people will hear this, Joe, and be like, "You see, you guys are saying uh, this guy's selling his soul to the devil. Only God owns the soul." And Joe, you've written articles on this. We've done entire shows on this. So maybe just laying the groundwork just for people to understand where we are in terms of somebody actually selling their soul. Well, Jesus says, "What a profit a man if he gains the world." And he loses his soul. 
So basically, Jesus said, you can make a choice. You can put the world uh, and, and gain the world and lose your soul. And obviously, the scriptures talk about Ahab. says Ahab sold. Basically, Ahab did the bidding and gave his soul away, you know. So uh, we're not saying you sell your soul in the sense that Satan now, you belong to Satan. All the souls belong to God ultimately. But the Bible says that you can become a slave to whatever you submit to. And if you submit to Satan and sin, you become a slave to Satan and sin. And when these people, uh, you know, Jesus said of the Pharisees, you are your father, the devil, and he becomes your spiritual father. Of course, God judges you in the end. And somebody who's given their soul over to Satan, we also believe that you can come to Christ if you have true repentant faith. And that's what we're examining here. So we're not saying, hey, he gave his soul over. He could never come back because the word of God says, whosoever, you know, whoever comes to the Lord, uh, can be saved. And Joe, just uh, just to mention, I know that you know someone who dealt with and lived with the reality of trying to sell his soul, trying to blaspheme the Holy Spirit, and just the demonic nature of all of that. And someone, you know, you trying to call that man to repentance. I know you've even mentioned that where a guy literally in jail tried to sell, or I believe he tried to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he committed all the rituals in the Satanic Bible, he claimed. And they say he just didn't see a ritual about blaspheming the Holy Spirit in the, in the Satanic Bible. So he said that he did that in prison at that point, he says. And this was his, his claimed experience, so I'm not giving any kind of credence other than this was what he said. He just said he felt God rip out of him, which is, he went insane, he said, that it put him on meds in prison and so forth. And I even told that guy, you know, I mean, I know we're getting diverted a little bit, but for the sake of you guys understanding here is that I told him, you know what, <laughs> Uh, even in Matthew chapter 12, after the Pharisees told Jesus that the spirit that was in him was the devil, you know, Beelzebub, uh, the, the prince of demons, he still said to them right after that in Matthew 12, you can look it up for yourself, he tells them to make the tree good or evil. He still gives them an opportunity to get right with them. So we, we you know, whosoever will. Now we do believe somebody can become so far gone where their mm-hmm. hearts become so hardened that they'll never return because they don't want to return because they've hardened themselves against God. Not because God's grace wouldn't cover them because Jesus didn't die for their sins. But it, it matters. What counts is, is Eminem truly repentant? In fact, in that song, uh, that last song, I'm surprised we got that much up there, Tony. I'm surprised. I don't play that much in the presentation. So I think you guys add a little bit to that because I think you guys, we might get dinged on that one. So we apologize if we get dinged and you can't see this for a while, but it'll come back up. It's still up uh, and it played already. Praise so God. Well, that's good. good. <laughs> that's that's surprising. You know, you get away with that much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We had Josh test it before. Okay. We, uh, well, praise God, man. Uh, but in that song, uh, it's basically ser- Satan has serenaded him when he's talking about the mirror and Satan says, I'm inside of you. And he's talking about this theme throughout his music. In fact, Rain Man, you know, he goes this whole thing where he's He's basically become someone else. Slim Shady's a, this this entity that it possesses him, and it's interesting, kind of like you know Beyonce's Sasha Fierce. But in this song, you know, he says you can't kill the spirit because Eminem can't get away. So he's singing about it. he wants deliverance in some way, but at the same time, somebody can want deliverance, but if they want to hold on to their sin and their power and their rebellion, uh, they're really not going to get delivered until they truly surrender the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can't kill a spirit, the mirror, or the entity that Satan says from the mirror. Even if you tried, ha ha, you sold your soul to me. Need I remind you? You remember the night you prayed to, and you said, oh God, or I'm sorry, you prayed uh, to God. You'd give anything to get a record deal? Well, Dre, speaking of Dr. Dre, who basically signed him, Dre signed you. This is what you wanted. The whole, the whole life Marshall, for Marshall, he says, right through, look, uh, look at this house, these cars. It's so nice. Woo, meaning all, I gave you all this fame, all this power. Satan is saying to him, and it's interesting that he says Dr. Dre there, you know, because Dr. Dre uh, comes up in this album as well. 
And Dr. Dre is the one who was already big, and then he signed Eminem, and Eminem just blew up bigger than even uh, Dr. Dre because Dr. Dre, we show in Are They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, uh, probably the most influential and impacting video expose on Satanism and the occult music ever done. You check it out. We show Dr. Dre, you know, getting involved in Satanism, you know, saying the Our Father who art in heaven backwards, you know, just like Alessar Crowley taught people to do. And then he says, Satan pushed me along, you know, and it's just demonic. And basically that's who he, he was inspired by. And he was in touch with in the same spirit. And I believe, you know, as we get into this, uh, we have, you know, some things that are going to trip out on regarding this album, which show you that this thing is, this is not Christian at all. In fact, Chad, uh, I'm not sure which way you want to take it now, but there's a lot of good directions we can go in. Yeah, no, I just wanted to point this out because some people are saying, hey, you're bringing up his past. Let's just pray that what's going on in the future. And I wanted to point out something real quick is that one of the first things I did is see, does he have anywhere, as as you're mentioning, because there's these in, these the, present. Are, in yeah. the present where we have, you know, some sort of repentant faith or he's fellowshipping somewhere or whatever it may be. And the fact is that we have nothing along those lines, but we do have, you know, his last tweet is him retweeting someone, tweeting out his music, cussing up a storm, got no time for no haters in this blank or toleration for this blank, but like medication, my dedication and the time it takes to do this blank reminds me how how an overcrowded hospital rating room I'll get. I mean, this is the most recent tweet of Marshall Mathers uh, better known as Eminem, and what we're saying is, look at the fruit that we've seen. There's this blurb of a song, and then now what's going to happen going forward? Because the truth is, is the same thing that Joe had warned about with Kanye West that we've talked about with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's another one who came out with an entire gospel album, yeah. by the way. And right after coming out with an entire gospel album where you can even see Snoop uh, dressed up like a preacher next to somebody who I think is maybe in a fat suit, a uh, fake suit there as a fake preacher as well. And then you have him coming out and his next album have songs like, I don't know, I See Your Bull Blank. Uh, and then another song called Turn Me On he did with Chris Brown, who is famous for beating up Rihanna. But I mean, these are these are the types of things where we go. Wait a second. We see somebody maybe doing this Christian song or this Christian album. According to most people, um, with Snoop Dogg, that's because he grew up with uh, family that were believers. Uh, but nonetheless, we look at this. He's never Snoop Dogg specifically has never stopped practicing what's called witchcraft in the Bible, pharmakeia, the very thing that the Bible says that no one will inherit the kingdom of God who practice such thing. The very Thing that it yeah. says in Revelation twenty one eight, glorifying smoking pot, getting stoned while he was doing that whole gospel song that got oh, so called gospel album. It's just ridiculous. In fact, let's think about fruit just in regard to this album. Okay, okay let's perfect, look at yeah. what's going on right now with this album. I mean, it's you know God did, and and what God are we talking about? I mean, who's Chad? You know, you got to know something about. That. I'm sure you do because we haven't compared a lot of notes because we both recently just going and we're now we're doing this show and we talked about what we talk about, but we're talking about a Muslim, you know. Uh, you know, DJ Khalid is a, is, a, is a Muslim who gives all praise to Allah and Islam denies that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Uh, Islam denies that Jesus died for our sins. We're talking about a totally different God. So you're talking about some subterfuge here. And it gets really, really sick because what's interesting is Jay-Z, Chad, I was checking out the, some of the songs on the album. Like, 
wow, if, if you're a Christian, first of all, you know, Relevant Magazine, and it, it broke my heart. Which yeah. is, I, I know, they know. <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised, but no. it's supposed to be a Christian magazine, but it's yep. very compromised in many ways. And Relevant Magazine uh, notes that, quote, other than the use of a, a, a semi-curse word, uh, the song, uh, quote, is fit for your next Sunday service. And you can play it for the kid, around the kids in front of your grandma. No headphones necessary. Uh, except for the what one cuss word or, or a, a, you know, a semi-cuss word. And you, you could play it for, you know, the service you play with. You. Well, wait a minute. There's still the F word in there, even though it cuts off part of it. It's like, give me a break. And, uh, and then the, the language throughout the album is just pathetic. But Jay-Z does the song right before him on the album. And Jay-Z, as we know, uh, sings about being, we, we show him talking about how he gets possessed by different Lucifer, spirits. And yeah. if you haven't seen that, a lot of our audience probably hasn't seen that. Talks, it has a song called, he praises Lucifer. That song's called uh, Lucifer's Son of the Morning. And he talks about how the song just kind of came through him. Yeah, we know Jay-Z because you're possessed by spirits and Satan's glorifying himself. And it says that Lucifer sinned with the righteous cause. cause. So Lucifer rebelled against God because he's righteous. Well, if he's righteous and God's condemning him for his rebellion, then that would make God unrighteous. And it's so interesting because in the song, keep in mind, Jay-Z calls himself Hova, okay? Uh, and Kanye for years called himself Jesus, right? By the way, in that song, Chad, he says, which is kind of interesting, Eminem says, call, you can call me Jesus, you know? Yeah. And that's when he uses the F word right after yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's kind yeah. of bizarre, you know? So I, how Christian is that? And uh, and I'm not saying Kanye calls himself Jesus right now, but guess what? Jay-Z still calls himself Hova. And guess what? That's He's a false god. And guess what? He does that in the song just before. In fact, what's interesting, this is how blasphemous this, this is, is a God did. And, you know, you got a DJ Khalid singing about or rapping about, you know, being successful and God, meaning Allah in his mind, not the true God, because he denies that God has a son, and therefore that's a different God. That's not the, the biblical God of the creator of all things, because the true God gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, so that we could be saved through faith in him. Amen. So, but he's he's talking about his success all comes from what God did. And Chad, it's interesting because uh, as he's doing that, all of a sudden now then Jay-Z comes in and starts to rap. And he switches it to Hova did. He, he says, Hova did, or Hove did, short for Hova, because he calls himself Hova, short for Jehovah. He says, Hova did. And then he starts rapping about he's the one who makes people successful. He talks about different people like Rian and others that he made them billionaires. He goes, Hova did this. I mean, I did this, or Hove did this. He starts rapping and getting all arrogant, which is, you know, total blasphemy. And then he says about, he talks things about, he raps about Jesus, you know, turn water into wine. But then he says, but hey, guess what? I cooked, I cooked meth on the, on the stove, you know? Uh, and I'm, I'm actually paraphrasing what he says because he uses rap lingo, but he basically talks about how Jesus turned water wide. But look at me, man. Look at Hova. He goes, I, I, I cook meth on the stove, you know? He's comparing himself to Jesus by uh, cooking up drugs, cooking up, you know, uh, drugs and so forth. And this is crazy because in that same song, Chad, uh, he talks about the book of Hove. And he talks about it being a New Testament. His book, his songs, his writing. And he said, he talks about how this, how this is Psalm 151. Now, we know there's 150 Psalms. There's no Psalm 151 in the Bible, not recognized by Christians, right? And he says his lyrics are an addition to the Bible. And he's added on to the Word of God because he's giving the Word of Hova as God. Well, he is a false God. It's just, you know, this isn't even a good Muslim album, okay? Because you got, you know, you got Jesus being called the Savior on there. You got Hova, a false Hova, Jay-Z calling himself God and being the real one who makes people successful and cooks up drugs instead of turning water into wine and has uh, has 
added scripture, the word of God from him, and you have the Muslim version of God. Uh, it's basically this ecumenical confusion, uh, which is what Satan's going to bring about in the end times to try to bring all the religions and all the people together ultimately under the Antichrist. But you know what the Bible says about adding to God's word? Like Psalm 151, which doesn't exist, the book of Hove or Hova or Jay-Z, song right before Eminem's. Deuteronomy 4.2 says, You shall not add to the word that I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God I, that I command you. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 32, a few chapters later, says, Everything that I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to it or take from it. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar, Jay-Z. Uh, Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19. I want everyone who hears the words of this prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. If anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share from the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So this is very, very, very serious. So we're looking at an album, you know, with all kinds of perverse perversion on it. And what's going to happen, it's going to break, it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart. And I know, you know, it should break your heart too if you're a Christian. All kinds of Christians are going to get this and download this album saying, isn't this cool? You know, look what, look what, look what, you know, Eminem dropped, man. He's a Christian now. Oh, let's see what he's singing. And then we're going to start this and all the other songs. And a lot of the other songs are going to be more catchy to them, some of them. And all of a sudden they're going to be saying the F word every three words. They're going to be singing about Hova being a God and Psalm 151 being a new scripture that Hova has given to us. And this is all blasphemy, you guys. So this, the fruit is rotten from the core, to, from the very beginning, because if you're a Christian, when I became a Christian, I was channeling demonic lyrics and everything that were just wildly wicked, you know. I didn't go back and say, oh man, let me use these in some way, or now let me, you know, work with secular musicians and so forth and, and just put some Christ, Christian stuff with the, with the demonic stuff and say it's of God. That true repentance, man, says you fall on your face before God and you say, God, use me to your glory and you want nothing to do with the evil that you've been involved in. And by his own admission over and over and over and over and over again in so many of his songs, he talks about being demonized, being possessed, being used by Satan. And he knows that Jay-Z sang about or talked about that. He knows uh, that, uh, you know, Kanye West has talked about his past. So he knows these guys are demonized that in the, at least in the past, right? So guess what? He's singing with them or rapping with them in the present knowing that these guys presently are not making, except for Kanye, trying to make a profession of faith, which the fruit, as Chad mentioned at the beginning of the show, doesn't, doesn't match his uh, confession. So he's hanging out and going with guys and doing stuff with guys that he knows are in touch with those same spirits. Just think that through. Just use some common sense, and you'll, be, you'll say, okay, yeah, this is this, something's really wrong yeah. here. Yeah, you know, Joe, I... I look at this and it makes me it makes me sad. And some people I, I see on here in the comments, I have someone here convinced that the Jews would have called Jesus Jesus, uh, not understanding that the Jewish name would have been Yeshua or a very common name actually. Yeah, not Jesus. Yesh it definitely wouldn't have been Yeshua. Jesus. Uh, nor would they have pronounced it like they did it in the be, Greek, Greek either. Be, Greek would be Jesus and uh, Hebrew would be Yeshua. Yeah, not and, Jesus. Yeah, it wouldn't be. And by the way, he's saying, "Call me Jesus. Jesus," which is kind of weird. Yeah, so no, that that's that's not the case here. And no Jew that I've ever met would ever call Je Yeshua or Jesus uh, Jesus. They, that's not how they would use that pronunciation. Uh, but nonetheless, when we when we look at this, guys, this is and Joe mentioned this just now, and I think that's one of the more important things. 
And it's something that happened with when Kanye West had made his profession of faith before he went down the Joel Osteen path to the black Hebrew Israelite path to the smoking weed and then hiring ladies to be butt naked while they recorded their latest album um, and so forth. All of that stuff that took place after the conversion. Um, Before that was going on, the concern that I had was that young Christians would be excited and a ton of people were. I mean, I don't know how many episodes Apologia Studios did on that, on the subject of Kanye West and how excited they were and, and whatnot. And my concern was that there were going to be so many people mm-hmm. that saw that album and then were like, hey, let's pop in this other stuff yeah. too. Because one of the things with music, and I'm telling you this as my, having my own concerns when I came to Christ of being a fan, and I wasn't a fan of rap, but I was a fan of metal and bands like Slipknot and Devil Driver and Hatebreed and Killswitch Engage and so forth. And I had a tough time because when I first came to faith, people instead of giving me, you know, worship or, or this or that right away, they were like, oh, you like metal, check out this band uh, Demon Hunter and The Showdown and all these bands. And I was like, you know what, I got to be honest, I, I, I turned them on and then I was like, I'm not really trying to get slip diet slipknot, okay? What I'm trying to get is worship from a pure heart. I, I want to actually worship the Lord. And a lot of it in the beginning of my faith just came by obedience. I said, Lord, I know that me screaming is not a blessing, you know, to to people. And so I want to be able to bless people and getting angry from the music or driving faster in my car or whatever it may be is not a blessing to people. And so I wanted to do it out of obedience. But nonetheless, those things can also help to bring back memories of that music you used to listen to. Absolutely. And then the next thing you know, it's like what's the next thing you're listening to? I'm the real I'm the real shady and and so forth and you're going back to some of this other music that is so reprobate even if I just scrubbed out the I'm the Jesus and the effing and all that stuff that's in this very song we're talking about or the connection with a Muslim who's not even a good practicing Muslim, right? He's pretty uh terrible at even that or, you know, with Jay-Z, the collaborations or all this and the fruit that we see after and before, if I even swiped all of that clean, my concern would be that this is giving a license to people, just like it did with Kanye West before he teamed up with Lil Nas X after conversion and so forth, before all of that, or just like with Bob Dylan when he made Christian songs and so forth, and now you still got people listening to his music, and just like it did with so many of these artists that made these professions of faith, and then next thing you know, that's what people listen to. The music that they listen to is now those oldies that they like. The music they listen to is now the old rap songs that they used to listen to. And all of the very things that is them sitting in the seat of scoffers, them walking with the wicked, the very things that Psalm 1 is so clear about that you are going to be like chaff That's broken right. off in the wind versus somebody who meditates on the word day and night. From someone who is Psalm 119 says, keep his way, keeps his way pure by guiding it according to God's word. Someone who very clearly, wherever he is in his habitation, the themes of his song is God's law, God's word, not the words of the reprobate. And I think of Isaiah chapter 5. We just did a youth group last night, and Tommy, who does the uh, editing here, uh, who's in there in the booth with Tony today, was teaching. And one of the things he taught on was Isaiah chapter 5 and the wickedness and the woes being poured out in Isaiah chapter 5. And he talks about them getting drunk and drinking at their banquets and so forth. And then he says, then you do what? What do they do in in Isaiah chapter Mm 5? They sing songs with the lyre and and all of these instruments. 
and all of them forget the work of his hands. Yeah. They forget the very things that God did you for them. You have your songs, he says, but you don't mention me. Nothing. Think about that, brothers and sisters, when, you, when you're getting involved in, in music. Uh, the psalmist said that your words are the theme of my song, you know? And as Christians, mm. we're called to sing a new song, and our songs, our music should glorify God. It's interesting, Chad, too. It's basically, uh, I think it's this 14th album by DJ Khaled. He, he says that, uh, and I think this is very important because talk about confusion. He literally states that Allah was in the studio with him to help put the album together. Well, this wasn't, <laughs> and by the way, it's interesting that he get, lists Allah as one of the executive producers this is of, of this album, by the way. Oh, wow. I didn't even, yeah. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he's, he's one of the exec, he's done that on a couple other albums too. This is 14th album, and Allah is listed as one of the executive producers, which has got a lot of Muslims ticked off, by the way. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. It's kind of interesting. And then it's interesting. Uh, it, one article says DJ Khaled is so grateful for this, his new gospel, song, uh, the album's new, go- or the gospel, the album's gospel song. Well, what gospel, man? Chad, you, you know very well uh, that Islam has a false gospel, a different gospel. Mm-hmm. They call Islam, you know, the gospel, the message of, of, of Muhammad, uh, Allah through Muhammad as the gospel. And then uh, uh, Khalid says, Dr. Dre, Kanye West, Eminem, this gift is unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you for letting me put this on my album. Speaking of this, this song, uh, the, the gospel song, right? Uh, so-called gospel song to bless the world with. Uh, he wrote this on Twitter uh, fr- Friday a little bit ago. Uh, You're my idol, he says to Dr. Dre. And uh, by the way, he's the one who, who says our father backwards and says, Satan pushed me along. He says, you're my idol. Kanye, you're my brother. Eminem, uh, this is a dream come true. But this is, is this the gospel? I mean, think about it. Uh, Islam is not the gospel. And Allah's gospel, uh, remember, he denies that Jesus is the son of God and they died for our sins. The apostle Paul says, in, Galatians, in the book of Galatians, he declares that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, even as Jesus did. We know that. He declares that Jesus Christ paid for our sins and bore on the cross the curse that we, the Bible says, Galatians, that says that same book, curses everyone that doesn't continue in all things of law. So we're all under a curse. But it says Jesus became a curse for us. He took the curse that we deserve. Uh, but if you reject what he did on the cross, reject him as the Son of God, the Bible says you're preaching a different gospel. So in that same book, Paul says in Galatians, Chapter 3 says, who has bewitched you? You know, who's put a spell on you, basically? Uh, and he says in Galatians chapter 1, because they were departing from Christ as the one who gave himself and fully paid the price where they felt they had to go back and keep the law of Moses. Muslims believe they have to keep aspects of the law of Moses and not it's not through Christ's cross to be saved. And then the laws that come through uh, the Quran and Islamic teaching. But Paul says, Chad, in Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, he says, I marvel that you're so quickly being removed from him, or as one translation says, deserting him who's called you into the grace of Christ to another gospel. He says, this is really not another gospel. Then he says, but if we, or even an angel from heaven, preach another gospel to you than that which we preach to you, let him be accursed. Or as one translation says, sentenced to hell or go to hell. The Greek word's anathema. It means to be damned. It means to be cursed. And he says, and he says, in case we missed it, in case they didn't really realize how important that it was, for emphasis, Paul says again, uh, unless we are an angel from heaven preaches, even if we are an angel from heaven preaches another gospel that which you preach, let him be eternally condemned. As another translation says, curse, eternally condemned, uh, you know, go to hell. One translation, uh, all these basically are saying the same thing. And guess what? That's what Islam has because they have an angel, Gabriel, they claim, almost over half a millennium, Chad, after Christ. Talk about hundreds and hundreds of years later, twice 
as long as this nation, the United States, has even been a country, right? Comes later, Johnny come lately revelation from an angel who claims to be Gabriel, and he claims telling Muhammad that Jesus wasn't the Son of God, and he didn't die for the sins of the world. We know this wasn't Gabriel. How do we know that, Chad? Because in Daniel chapter 9, Gabriel reveals only two times we see Gabriel give revelation, one's yep. in Daniel 9, that, that the Messiah would be cut off. He's going to be crucified. He'd be killed for us, right? And then in Luke chapter 1 and 2, uh, the angel Gabriel speaks to Mary in the early chapters of Luke and says, you will bear the son of the Most High God. Gabriel, he's the son of God. He's going to be killed for us. Uh, the Gabriel that came later is a different spirit. In fact, 1 John warns about Antichrist and the spirit of Antichrist. How do you know? Every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ is Lord. Islam denies that he is Yahweh, that Jesus is Yahweh. Uh, and also, if they deny the Father and the Son, this is Antichrist, 1 John 2, 18 and 19. Islam denies that Jesus Christ is the Son of the Father. And the Bible identifies as the spirit of Antichrist. And he makes his angels, Hebrews chapter 1, ministering spirits, their spirits. And the spirits that deny who Jesus Christ is, this is Antichrist. Uh, this DJ Khaled is of Antichrist. He needs to come to Jesus and bow down to the true gospel. And, uh, you know, Eminem <laughs> uh, and these other, Eminem should not be promoting these false gods like Hova, which is Jay-Z, yeah. or Allah. No, I, I think that's so important. I'm so you, so glad you brought out the Islamic aspect of all of this because it is so important for people to realize that. We even had people in the chat, come on, he's saying Jesus. He's not saying uh, Allah and so forth. But guys, I'm, I'm telling you as someone who I learned a lot of my going out and sharing the gospel when Joe took me out to Santa Monica by sharing the gospel with Muslims. And I have read through the Quran almost every year. I read through it one time almost every year. And we even put out an entire video interviewing scholar after scholar about how the Quran actually got to us and what it looks like today and showing really the corruption of the text admitted by Islamic scholars, by the way. It's on our YouTube channel. It's on our YouTube channel here. And, and guys, it is so important for you to, to understand it and relate this because we're always concerned as an eschatological understanding of what's going on. And when we think about Islam, and as he mentioned, without a doubt, the only times we see over 600 years and then over 700 years before that, right? Um, all of this time period before, or sorry, five, about 580 or 90 years uh, or so before Jesus, but um, all of this time period that took place, 500 years before Jesus, then another 600 years before Muhammad, and all of that is taking place, Gabriel has come and told us, one, the Messiah would be cut off, something that is denied by the Quran. The Quran is very clear that, that Jesus was not, as they call him, Isa, Jesus was not crucified. It was just made, appeared to be so. That's right. Over and over again, denies the crucifixion, the but it actually doesn't deny the resurrection. That's how terrible the Quran is written. But nonetheless, then also we have another time when you look at the Quran very specifically that Allah has no son. It says it over and over, over again. again. And what did the angel Jabril say? He would be Emmanuel. He'd be God with us. He would be yeah. the son of the most high God. So the only times we see Gabriel speaking, it's in direct conflict with the angel that came to uh, Muhammad and they called him Jabril and the angel that came to him and squeezed him to the point where he thought he was going to pass out, right? 
And the night of power, he thought he was possessed. He thought he was possessed. He was going to throw himself off a cliff. That's exactly right. And I believe he was. Yeah, and one, especially when you see the connections. Man, this is getting us all over the place, Joe, but it's all the same spirit. When you see the connections between the fleshly desires of Islam to the men who run it with the fleshly desires of Mormonism and the oh, men yeah. who run it, you see without a doubt whether it is... These rappers, these artists, these these rock stars singing of the same things of these the reprobation and, and using women. Some of the bragging, guys, I know this isn't explicit, but some of the bragging when it comes to hadiths about Muhammad are concerning how much semen was on him from how much sex he had with all the women. I'm not exaggerating. And including I, a young girl. Very, uh, very young, young. Yeah. yeah. Six years old when they first got together, nine years old or Come eight years Muhammad old, now. depending upon if you go uh, Sadi Abukhari or Sadi Islam. Both one of them says she was eight when they consummated uh, consummated the marriage. One of them said she was nine years old when they consummated the marriage. Aisha, I mean, guys, it is no joke. And you see the polygamy in Islam. You see the polygamy in early Mormonism. Yeah, and we can do All a whole it. show on the parallels. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, I do it too, bro. So, uh, no, hey, I no, understand. No, no, I'm yeah. glad. No, it's good information. Yeah. But because I know we only have a few minutes left, Amen. let's look at the scriptures that deal with fruit. And, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, we love all of our, our, our brothers and sisters out there. And, and we're entitled, people are entitled to different views, checking this out. And, and, and where's this going? And, and we hope, you know, we would love to see, wow, guess what? He's distanced himself from those artists now. He says he's no longer going to be using all these cuss words and he's no longer going to be glorifying uh, s- sexual perversion and drugs. And he's not going to do that anymore. And, and he's fully, we, we, we praise God. We're just not seeing that yet, guys. Okay. You can string people along by throwing a gospel song in once in a while. And that seems to be what's happening here. Uh, we, we hope we're wrong about that. We weren't wrong about being concerned about where, uh, you know, Kanye West was going. But listen to what Jesus says. He says, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruits. Okay. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree bears good fruit, and the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. We're called to be fruit inspectors, okay? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Even Satan quotes scripture. You can go to Matthew chapter 4, Luke chapter 4. You see that Satan quotes the scripture trying to deceive Jesus. So just because you say, oh, well, he, you know, he referenced scripture, he mentions Jesus. Well, that's what false religions do. That's what cults do. That's what even Islam, which we've been talking about, uh, does as well. In fact, it's interesting, Chad, because we're talking about fruit here. James actually uses a similar uh, parallel to Jesus. In fact, I'm blown away because James only mentions Jesus twice in his entire, you know, letter. But you know what's crazy is he references more of Jesus' teachings than any other writer. So he glorifies Jesus in that way. And one of the things he references is this knowing them by their fruit. And he warns because these guys are teaching through music. We're called to teach one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And so much is being communicated by these guys, ideologies and, and, and lifestyles and so forth. And James 3, 1 says, Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. And then he goes on to warn about how the tongue is like a deadly poison. And it can be misused. And that's why teachers have to be very careful because they can destroy others. And it's a fire that set a, that set a, that set a flame from hell, he warns. And then look what he says in chapter 3, verse 10 through 12. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh. 
And that's the point here is that if two things are coming out, there's an inconsistency that any discerning believer, a spiritual antennae should come up. And as a discerning believer, you have to say, wait a minute, man, if we play his song on Sunday's worship, you know, and well, do we leave in the F word? I mean, he left it in. With that, if your worship leader said, hey, pastor, I've got this new song I wrote and it had, you know, the F word in it, or, well, I only said part of the F word. Is that okay, pastor? You say, something's wrong with you, man. You need to get right with Jesus, you know? And, uh, and especially he said, well, I'm doing a new album. And what if, what if today Chad and I are both talking, we're encouraging you guys, but Chad starts talking about how he loves Allah. And we're just talking about, yeah, but this is a great show, and you know, and and, and Allah's great, and he produced the show and so forth. And I just didn't say anything. I just act like everything's I'd something be really wrong with me, okay? Well, guess what? That's what he is doing by being on this album. And not just, okay, I think I'll be on this album. He's still running with all these guys. He's running with the devil still. Okay, until he makes a break, uh, we're gonna say we need to see the fruit before we say, ah, Eminem is a brother in the Lord now, and he loves Jesus and he's gonna lead people to Christ. Because we just can't say that yet. We pray for that, and we'll continue to pray for him and others. But don't hold your breath, okay? Pray. Amen. That's the biggest thing, guys. We do always pray, and that's one of the things I think you'll find maybe different uh, with our ministry than a lot of other ministries. We do like exposing wickedness because that's exactly what the Bible prescribes to do in Ephesians 5, 11. But when you get through 12 and 13 and then 14 even, it talks about Christ arising and shining in the hearts of those uh, who are exposed to this wickedness. So that, one, Amen. first of all, you want to be warned that they don't go into it. And I just want to give one last encouragement, guys, for you guys that are on here. Don't forget, tomorrow, the release, we have it. It is right here. It's going to release video on demand. Our brand new video, Marvel and DC's War on God, part two. This one is Doctor Strange, Aleister Crowley, and the multiverse and you can, of you, Satanism. And you can use that to lead a lot of people to Christ, you guys. People's eyes are being opened. Or to strengthen believers. Get in, invite believers from your church together. Say, check this thing out. You'll be blown away. And it'll really enhance their perspective as to what's going on and what time it is spiritually, how we need to stay close to Jesus and be separate from the evils of the world. Amen. God bless you guys. Praise the Lord. Love you guys. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.